Welcome everyone to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for everything horror. Now here's your hosts, Justin and Brandon. Take it away, boys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for all sorts of horrors. I am one of your hosts. My name is Brandon. I am your other host. My name is Justin. Hi. 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 Welcome to the show. We're happy to have you here. Yeah. Excited. It's always a good time. You don't especially sound when... excited. I'm a... Dude, <laughs> I just got done working an 11-hour day. I'm fucking one day's off. Well, and I, can't, I, I technically shouldn't complain because yes. I volunteer to work that sixth day, but like mm-hmm. I get a, I get paid, they're compensating me, and I get comp days. So it's like, yeah. do nothing on a Friday or work and then get vacation time later. I'll turn that day off into a day where I, maybe I'll go somewhere. Yeah. We're talking about Especially going now to, that we can actually go somewhere. Yes. Um, things are opening up. We're talking about going to Disneyland around mm. Halloween. If we mm. can try to coordinate that, that'd be awesome. You should go to Disney World I would and rather. hit up Universal. That sounds like a podcast notes. trip. That sounds like a podcast trip. Let's do it. Let's guys do the trip. And let's <laughs> yeah, guys let's, trip. Let's fucking yeah. do it, man. I'm sure both our wives would be perfectly happy with not with, attending horror nights. Well, yeah. that, but you know, Harry Potter World and uh, Disney yeah. and yeah, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. But yeah, so. We're going to talk about the thing that brought us here today, and mm. uh, as much. And speaking of Harry Potter, I was watching it last night. Mm, um, I wasn't. <laughs> you were probably watching Loki for the sixth time. No, I told you what I was watching. You don't listen. You're right. I didn't. What'd you watch? The Conjuring franchise. Oh fuck! You just Stupid told me that. I dick. thought you were doing that today, <laughs> Dick. I thought you no, were watching. Something I mean that else. too, but you're watching I, Dick. I, um, just your face. Oh, zinger, huh? Nice try. You're so proud of yourself. I think that worked pretty well. I think that was good. Now, I watched the first, uh, like, four or five of them yesterday. Jesus. Well, when someone says, hey, I'll message you at three, let you know when I'm going to be home. And Mm. then don't hear from them the rest of the day. (laughs) Well, as you know, I did a a 5K (laughs) yesterday, and I came home, and I laid down on my bed, and I had a real hard time getting up. Did you have your phone in your hand at all? I did. Hmm. I did. Texting fingers must have been tired too. <laughs> I was trying to take a nap. I yeah. I let me see. I didn't say anything, did I? No, you didn't. Yeah. So instead, I started watching the Conjuring movies. Right. And I really liked them. Well, I did message you at seven thirty. Five hours later. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yes, we are here to talk about Shaun of the Dead. We're yeah. we're getting into zombies again. Um, so I love Shaun of the Dead like a lot. It's, I like I, it as a friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm a big fan of. Uh, well, I love like the Nick Frost, um, mm-hmm. Simon Pegg movies. I um I still haven't watched At World's End, which. I'm sure is a sin to somebody, but um, I haven't. Between- this is the first time I've even watched Shaun of the Dead. So really, well, yeah. what 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 did you think of it? I liked it. I got interrupted a lot, so it kind of hampered some of my enjoyments. But I did like it. 
Okay. And there were definitely some parts where it was like genuinely creepy and scary, which I mm-hmm. appreciated. The nice. only thing I didn't like, and I'm sure we'll get to it, is the end was very British. <laughs> okay. And I get it because it's very British, but it was just like really you're gonna okay okay, okay. yeah you need I, to do that you should also watch hot fuzz i've heard uh, people I have like, been trying to get me to watch that movie for how long has it been about 20 years since really it came out? well then i won't um yeah um hot fuzz came out in 2007 so a solid 14 years it's not not far off uh well then i won't bring it up again because i actually want you to watch it and i feel like i tried to ham like hound you about it if you're like me, you're not going to watch it. So no. it's fun. The thing that I like the most about that movie is that they're like, hey, we're going to make an action movie. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be like anytime you watch a, a classic 80s action movie and they're like, hey, we're out here blowing up buildings and getting into gunfights and damage, you know, this and that similar to like kind of what they t- uh, touched on and um, the other guys with mm-hmm. um, Will Ferrell. But they... They wanted to emphasize the paperwork that is involved with being a police officer, and so there, there's a lot of paperwork involved. It, it's it's funny. Um, kind of like watching so, Loki, all the TVA stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, so when that series is done, make sure you guys head over to We Are Marvel. I'm sure you guys will have a recap episode yeah. of it probably in, what, a month and a half? Yeah, that they're about. We usually do it, uh, give people like a week or so, to watch mm-hmm. it and then we'll we'll get on it. It also depends on what our schedule is in right, general. But yeah, right. we wait for it all to wrap up and we do a I'm already starting my notes. Uh, I expect nothing less. Yeah. It, it's good. If you guys haven't watched Loki yet, I know that's not here, but definitely give it a give it a watch. Um I like the I like the um the retro fifties style advertising that they use yeah. to do a lot of their stuff and I'm a sucker for that anyway. Like real Fallout video game vibes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Is a 2004 horror comedy uh, film directed by Edgar Wright. The film was written by Wright and Simon Pegg, who stars in it as Shaun, along with his friend Ed, played by Nick Frost. Shaun is caught unaware by the zombie apocalypse. They attempt to take refuge in a local pub with their loved ones. The film's co-stars Kate Ashfield, Lucy Davis, Dylan Morgan, Bill Nye, Nye. Nye, uh, and Penelope Wilton. It is the first installment of the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy, followed by Hot Fuzz and The World's End. Um, the film developed... From ideas Peg and Wright used for their television uh, series Spaced, um, particularly an episode where Peg's slacker character humili- uh, hallucinates a, som- a zombie invasion. The title and plot also refer to uh, the dead films directed by George A. Romero. Principal photography took place across London and Ealing Studios between May and June of 2003. It premiered in London on March 29, 2004, um, and was theatrically released in the UK on April 9th, 2004, and in the United States on September 24th of the same year. It was met with uh, universal critic and commercial acclaim, grossing $30 million worldwide against a budget of $6.1 million and receiving two nominations at the British Academy Film Awards. It was ranked third on the uh, Channel 4 list of 50 great, uh, greatest comedy films and quickly acquired a cult following. 
In film studies, the film is seen as a product of post-9-11 anxiety as well as a model for transitional comedy. The spread of zombieism in the film has been used as a modeling example for disease control. Hmm. So, um, I'm not going to read the entire plot synopsis that they have right there, but the storyline is... Sean doesn't have a very good day, so he decides to turn his life around by getting his ex to take him back. But he times it for, um, but he times it for right in the middle of what may be a zombie apocalypse. But for him, it's an opportunity to show everyone he knows how useful he is by saving them all. All he has to do is survive and get his ex back. So uh, the tagline for this movie is: "It's just one of those days when you're feeling a little dead." when that happens yeah i do too i kind of also don't like that tagline either so <laughs> um true. as we said so, uh, so simon Pegg uh it was cast as sean nick frost is ed kate ashfield played liz lucy davis was diane dickhead dylan moran was david penelope wilton as barbara and bill nighy as philip and then a few others um that are also in the movie here so mm-hmm. um the film was developed from an episode, as I said, of an episode of uh, Spaced. The episode Art, which was written by Peg along with his writing partner and co-star Jessica Stevenson, who played Yvonne, um, and directed by Wright, uh, featured the characters of uh, Tim under the influence of amphetamine and playing a video game Resident Evil 2, sweet, hallucinating that he is fighting off a zombie invasion. Knowing that they had a mutual appreciation for George A. Romero's Dead Trilogy, uh, Peg and Wright decided to write their own zombie movie. The pair pitched the film to Film 4, who took it um, on until their production budget got cut back. Wright was still invested in production and refused to take television directing jobs until Shaun of the Dead got made, as he would would have been pushing it back, which left him in some debt for a while. Other companies passed on it, according to White, uh, because in quotes they were uh, they weren't sure what the tone was and said that it wasn't at all scary and not that funny. They didn't get it. <laughs> um, after 18 months, working title films picked it up, which Wright felt was somewhat ironic as the film mocks the cladish, uh, classic British rom-coms that working title usually makes. Um, the film had been conceived of in late 1999 and was announced at, at the Cannes at the Cannes Film Festival in. 2012 okay so Wright has said uh both that he had suggested the film when in a cab with peg after the excitement of the filming of the zombie scene in spaced and while watching a horror film with both peg and nick frost he he began developing uh, developing it in earnest after playing resident evil late one night and going out um in the early hours of the morning wandering or wondering what a british person's reaction to the zombie apocalypse would be he considered the lack of assault weapons typical of American zombie movies and his experience of the dazed early morning walk to the shop turned into a scene in the film where Sean does the same thing. Another influence from Wright's life came from how he missed the 2001 foot and mouth epidemic by simply not having paid attention to the news for a fortnight, <laughs> turning his television on one day to see cattle being burnt, leaving him confused. Because of this, he said, it's plausible that the world could be ending and these two guys would be the last to know. As they also skip over the news on the television film, 
The gag about Sean and Ed spending all their time at the Winchester also came from the actors' lives, as uh, Peg and Frost always used to go to the same bar all the time, according to Wright, who had been trying to convince them not to. So the screenplay was written by um, Wright and Peg in about eight weeks. They were inspired by fil- uh, films including Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, as well as Raising Arizona, Back to the Future, and The Birds. The actors met three weeks before filming um, began for read-throughs, where they also made changes to the script. According to Peg, the script has a set structure with certain lines and actions being repeated throughout the film, making improvisation harder. Only two scenes were improvised. When Ed, when Ed begins to describe the people at the pub and when Sean offers their associates some peanuts. In terms of writing, Peg said that it played well into being an actor in the film because he could just write to his own strengths and create his own wish fulfillment. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. So, uh, That's sound all like you about to say something there. No, you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it. Um, so the, ca- the film's cast features a number of British comedians, comic actors, and sitcom stars, most predominantly from Spaced, Black Books, and The Office, and co-stars from other and co-stars of other actors from these same shows. Cast members be- uh, from them included Peg Frost, Stevenson, and Pete Serafinowitz. Frost met Peg when he was working as a waiter and was brought onto space despite a lack of acting experience. Frost explained that Sean and Ed have a dynamic similar to that of Simon and himself in real life, as they have been living together for years. Um, the production had originally approached Helen Mirren to play the part of Sean's mother, Barbara, which she turned down with a note that she would rather play other funnier characters. <laughs> the role of Barbara went to Penelope Wilton. She was asked to take the role because of her work in the 1984 sitcom Ever Decreasing Circles. Sean's father is played by Bill Nighy, who accepted the role after Wright sent him an early script to read. I think that's probably the one that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, I when I saw him, I was like, oh, damn, Like yeah. they actually got a big name. I mean, for those that don't know, I mean, he was Davy Jones in the Pirates movies. Mm-hmm. He was briefly in Harry Potter like two scenes he uh, was in underworld he's yeah, like, underworld uh um, he's been on a ton of stuff yeah he's yeah he's uh quite known so he was in um yeah he said davy jones he was victor in underworld um he's done he was in harry potter and the deathly hallows um other things uh turks and caicos marigold hotel hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy um, I most know him as a victor from uh, Underworld. Yeah. I most but, know him as Davy Jones. Yeah. Well, could you imagine if they would have got Helen Mirren to play his uh, to play Barbara? Where you, that like, would have been those, a good little team up. Those are his parents. Like, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, secondary roles and cameos include Dylan Moran, Martin Freeman, which I forgot that he was in that. Um, I don't Tam- even remember seeing him. Tams, I'll I'll pull it up later and I'll send you a little. Uh, he, I think he was. Um, he might have been one of the friends, like when they did like the mirroring scene when all the friends mm-hmm. passed by. Oh, I maybe that he, did. Yeah, okay. I think he, I think he might have been the Sean of the group. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Um, Tams and Grieg, 
uh, Julia Deacon and Reese Shearsmith. The voices, uh, the voice of Mark Gaddis. That name sounds familiar. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, he did uh, Doctor Who, Sherlock, and Dracula. Screenwriter. Remember, that's where we remember, oh. I remember his name from. Was from oh. Dracula. Um, and Julia Davis can be heard as radio news presenters. Trisha Goddard also makes a cameo appearance, hosting two fictionalized episodes of uh, two fictionalized episodes of her real life talk show. Trisha, I didn't know that was a real show. <laughs> um, yeah, I think our friend Patrick told me that was a real show when I was telling him I watched the movie. Oh, okay, like okay. it was a big deal show back in the day. Oh, okay. Uh, many other comics and comic actors appear in cameos as zombies, including Rob Brydon, Paul Putner, Pamela Kempthorne, Joe Cornish, Antonio Campbell Hughes, Mark Donovan, and Michael Smiley. I know none of those names. I know Joe Cornish because I think he worked with Edgar Wright on the Ant-Man script before he bailed. Yeah, he um, his directorial debut was Attack the Block. Um, okay, cool. Um, Coldplay members Chris Martin and Johnny Buckland also have cameo roles in the film. Martin is a close friend of Peg, who is the godfather of Martin's daughter, and has also contributed to the soundtrack by guest singing the cover of Buzzcock's Everybody's Happy Nowadays with Ash, um, right. who is a Northern Irish rock band. <clears throat> he does not appear as a zombie, but as himself in a charity drive. <clears throat> Excuse me. Zombie extras were recruited from spaced fan communities. Uh, Wright said in 2020 that the zombies spent a week cooped up on the set. They had to stand outside the Winchester, the pub where our heroes, heroes take refuge, banging on the windows and not doing much else, really. We eventually involved them properly. They had this electric energy, a pure crazed hysteria. Um, originally, there were 40 stunt performers hired to be the zombies, but production uh, realized that they would need a lot more of them to fill the set pieces. So many fans responded to an online call that auditions to select zombies were set up. There were 150 zombie extras until the local children saw the zombie makeup and wanted to be involved, leading to another 50 children zombies being added. Nice. Um, so the film was shot over nine weeks between, well, this says nine weeks, but between uh, May and July now of 2003, Wright uses in-camera transitions typical to his style to enable powerful visual storytelling. Peg also commented on the use of a magical realism style, which he says is part of Wright's direction. The production was filmed in London on location at Ealing Studios and involved production companies uh, working title in Studio Canal, Many exterior shots were filmed in and around North London areas of Crouch End, Highgate, Finsbury Park, and East Finchley. The electrical appliance shop that Sean works at is a real shop uh, located in North Finchley. The scenes filmed in and around the Winchester Tavern pub were shot at the Duke of Albany pub in New Cross, South London, a three-story Victorian pub. It was turned into flats in around 2008. Yeah. So there's a section about music, but that's cool. Um, the one thing I do like, and we'll, we can—I don't know if we'll touch on it because I don't think I have my notes. But the music part of this movie, like I love it when they're sitting outside and they're trying to throw things at the zombies, and they're going through the record collection. He's like, "No, no, keep that." Oh. He's like, "Okay, you can throw that." Yeah, and then they, um, 
I like that they're playing Queen. Uh, Don't stop yeah. me now. Mm-hmm. Like um, it says, Bo- uh, Bobby Oliver of Billboard attributes the initial rebirth of Queen's "Don't Stop Me Now" to its appearance in the film, which introduced a new generation of listeners. Saying, perhaps the most famous scene from Shaun of the Dead features "Don't Stop Me Now," which blares from a pub jukebox while stars Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and Kate Ashfield bash a zombie's head with pool cues to the song's hurtling beat. The moment had been Wright's idea as he loves Queen and had the idea of playing Don't Stop Me Now, one of the most positive, exciting, happy tunes ever, over a scene of extreme violence. Peg explained that the fight in the pub was choreographed to the song even before it had been cleared to be used in the film. So they wrote to Brian May and begged to use it. Nice. Well, I mean, the only other really popular use of queen that i comes to mind is wayne's world yeah bohemian rhapsody like that yeah i mean that's but that was i mean 10 plus years before this Mm Mm-hmm. so oh yeah easily this is 2007 i think wayne's world was 90 the 80s or 90s i'm not 100 percent sure but i want to say that it in 1992 so So 15 years 15 Bohemian Rhapsody will always be linked to Wayne's World. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Even more so than Don't Stop Me Now for this, but... Like well, yeah, that. I mean, I never knew about that until I watched it, which it works great. I loved it. Aside yeah. from that scene, like, they're just going around in a circle beating on them and not doing anything. <laughs> and it's like, okay, <laughs> this isn't working. Let's let's try something else. Right. Uh, the other choreographed sequence near the start of the film used uh, different music to which... It had been set to. The original was a Cornelius song and had been the track written in for the scene from the screenplay. Wright then heard the song used in the film by I Monster when editing and felt that it was it worked better. The tempo of both songs are the same, so the uh, new song fit into the original choreography. So, um, in the UK, Shaun of the Dead took in... 1.6 million pounds at 367 cinemas on its opening weekend um, in April 2004, and netted 6.4 million by mid-May. It was the sec. It was second at the box office, following 51st dates with 1.65 its opening weekend, and then um, 1.65, which it says. Oh, it took half a million less than 51st dates. That's what it is. Excuse me. In its opening weekend in the U.S., Shaun of the Dead earned 3.3 million, taking seventh place at the box office, despite a, re- a limited release to 607 theaters. As of June 2020, the film has earned 30 million worldwide in box office receipts since its release. The film was released only two weeks. Um, sorry, the film was released only two weeks after Zack Snyder's 2004 remake, Dawn of the Dead. Both are internationally distributed by Universal Pictures, with the company only taking Shaun of the Dead after settling or setting the condition it be released after the remake. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, speaking of uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, um, I was watching um, on Netflix yesterday, I was watching the making of Army of the Dead, yeah. and all it did was just make me want to watch the movie again. Fair enough. That's what a good making of does. I mean, I watch those to get me all hyped, and then I watch the... Well, I'll do it in reverse. Like, I watch the Disney Plus shows, then I watch the making of thing to be like, oh, that's so freaking... Now I gotta go watch what... Yes, whatever else. <laughs> but see, that's you, though. 100%. You're 
the special features guy. Like that's yeah. like that's what you do. Sure. Um, I already like have this really weird thing for Army of the Dead. Like it's not like the best zombie movie ever, but like the possibilities are just insane. And we until we get more, like there's no way of knowing what's actually. Like, I mean, people are coming out now saying, yeah, this is, you know, this is confirmed. This is it. This isn't the, you know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. the possibilities going forward are insane. Like, sound like I don't. me talking about my movies. What's that? <laughs> Said you sound like me talking about my movies. No. Oh, this comes out and this could mean this and this uh, is this. And, oh, this well, could be so cool. But I mean, like, it, it's, it's really weird because this is a zombie movie like that's mm-hmm. to be expected from a marvel movie because everything's yeah. tied together like yeah, and you have 70 plus years of source material to draw from yeah you know what i mean and so like with just this one movie and it's not even linked to dawn of the dead like it's not has nothing to do like that was mm-hmm. one of the things that they talked about in the making of is like it's it's its own thing it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with it. i mean you can maybe draw parallels but um well i will parallel myself here and say that's kind of how i'm feeling about the uh, conjuring reverse really yeah i i really am getting hooked like it's (laughs) it's really interesting i i was not pleased with the nun it was really a boring start okay watching annabelle and the conjuring and stuff i only have one left which is the new one the devil made me do it so i'm gonna watch that once i let me know what you think of that because i've heard mixed reviews on it as they watch it once i'm done with you so huh Said I'm watching it as soon as I'm done with you. So okay, um, but yeah, I mean the possibilities of different artifacts in their room and you know different characters that they introduce, especially in Conjuring Two. It's like oh, this could be really cool. And the second one actually starts with them investigating uh, Amityville. Okay, so I remember I cool. saw the Conjuring and I've seen Annabelle, but I I saved the 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 picture because I kind of want to do the same thing. But, like, that's the same thing with um, doing more material for 13 Ghosts, which, um, if you haven't listened to our 13 ep- uh, Ghosts episode, you should definitely go back and listen to it. But mm-hmm. talking about how much more content is actually there that you can, like, dive into is yeah. amazing. And then the same thing, I think, with Cabin of the Woods. Yeah. I, think, like, I was just talking about that with some people at work. Like, what you could do with Cabin in the Woods is Yeah, because like, there's so many different things that can be factored in there. Like, give us a little bit more. Um, the more I think about that movie, the more I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. Like, kind we should of an do appreciation. that one soonish. I we haven't should. watched it in a long time. We should. I, I think I bought it when it was on sale just because it is a great movie. Um, yeah. Anyway. So... Da, 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 da. home medias the film was released on vhs and dvd shortly after its theatrical run in the u.s with a vhs and dvd release on september 6 2004 in the uk and around december of 2004 in the u.s in widescreen only for bo- uh, both formats features include several audio commentaries epk featurettes about the film's production pre-production video diaries and concept videos photo galleries and bloopers and more the film also saw release on HD DVD format in uh, 2007 with a Blu-ray disc release following in 2009. 
Oh, the Blu-ray release has a high-definition visuals and a 5.1 surround sound audio mix. Um, special features include four audio commentaries, DVD features, and a U-Control features giving access to storyboards, missing bits, and of course, the Zombo Meter trivia track. Missing bits. Missing bits. Well, <laughs> <laughs> <Little> bits. <laughs> uh, so, um... Peg and Wright scripted a one-off tie-in comic strip for the British comic magazine, 2000 AD, titled There's Something About Mary. Um, Set the day before the zombie outbreak, the strip follows and expands on the character Mary, who appears briefly in the introductory credits as the first zombie who Sean and Ed are aware of. The strip details how she became a zombie. The strip was made available uh, on the DVD release of Sean, along with two other strips that wrapped up plot holes in the film, like how Diane escaped and survived the Winchester incident and Ed's fate after taking refuge in the pub's basement. The comics, uh, which which feature Peg and Wright's voices on the DVD and are uh, in black and white, were drawn by Oscar, a graphic artist, and Edgar Wright's brother. Hmm. Um, Oscar Wright, sorry. In 2005, IDW Publishing released a four-issue adaptation written by Chris Ryle with input from Wright and Simon Pegg and drawn by Zach Howard. The comic also contains scenes that were left out of the movie. In 2006, the National Entertainment Collectibles Association announced that it would be producing action figures based on the film. Upper Deck Entertainment released a card for the popular World of Warcraft trading card game in 2007, an ally named Shaun of the Dead, with the power of bringing back allies from the enemy graveyard. Peg and Frost reprised their roles of as Shaun and Ed for a public service announcement video, The Plan, released on March 9th, 2020, on YouTube. I gotta find that, watch it, and then put it on our Facebook page. Yes, you do. Uh, Shaun and Ed were... Let me... I'm gonna grab my phone and take a picture of that just so that I don't fucking forget to do that. Um, Sean and Ed share advice about the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic with Sean urging Ed to follow NHS guidelines, stay at home and avoid the pub. Um, So the film contains many references to Romero's films, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead with Dawn in particular being referenced. A hand-in-mouth theoretical sequel from uh, called From Dusk Till Sean was <laughs> discussed by Wright and Peg as pub talk, referencing From Dusk Till Dawn, obviously. A poster was made for it to feature in the alternate universe Times Square in the 2018 animated Sony Pictures Marvel Comics movie Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. A co-director of the film, Rodney Rothman, had reached out to Wright to ask for a movie suggestion that he could have theoretically made in an alternate universe. Now I need to go to back and look that. at that up. Yeah, <laughs> I've never, heard, I've never heard of that. No, but that would have been awesome to. That might have been one of those things where I was just like, "Oh, that's funny," and then never really remembered that it was a right. thing. But more pub talk. Yeah. Um, other zombie film references included Twenty Eight Days Later made during one of the ending scenes where Sean and Liz were watching television and a news report mentions the idea of raging infected monkeys. In 28 28 days later, the rage virus was started by monkeys in a lab and one, two, 
and one to Italian gore director uh, Lucio Fulci with the restaurant called Fulci's. The film was the first of the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy in which each film makes a reference to a different flavor of Cornetto ice cream. Shaun of the Dead features red... Huh? Okay. Okay. I did not know that's why that was called that. (laughs) Shaun of the Dead features red strawberry flavored ice cream, signifying blood. Um, The Cornetto was introduced... or I'm sorry. The Cornetto was included as Ed's hangover cure because it was... Wright's actual hangover cure. Uh, Wright and Peg had contacted various artists to you um, for use of their records in the famous scene where Sean and Ed throw LPs at a zombie to defend themselves. While some artists never got back, Wright said that Sade was the coolest. Um, hold on, sorry, pop up here. She said we could talk trash diamond life without hesitation. Um, Wright would later include a Sade song on the soundtrack of his 2010 film, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the Beachwood Sparks version of By Your Side. It was later, or I'm sorry, it was an original list of songs for the Scott Pilgrim's graphic novel, and Wright joked that he owed Sade some publishing money after destroying the album in Shaun of the Dead. Um, of the moment, Peg said that they loved Sade. Uh, they loved using her as a weapon, noting that she was one of only two artists who gave permission to show cover art in the scene. The other being New Order. Besides the uh, besides the short, the plan made during the 2020 pandemic, the film saw renewed interest in this. Um, sorry, in this time as an internet meme. It began, it began trending on Twitter because the film's poster showing zombies pressed up against doors bears a striking resemblance to a photojournalist image of protesters in Ohio at the state house demanding lockdown be lifted. The situation was also described as reminiscent of some of the scenes towards the end, uh, towards the end of the movie. The photojournalist was Joshua A. Beck, uh, Bickle, who said he that he thought the windows and doors were an interesting compositional element. Dawn of the Dead pro, prosthesist Tom Savini said it reminds him of Shaun of the Dead because both used the press up against the glass horror trouble. Okay. Uh, the film also has a tribute with a zombie hand sculpture at the Hakone Museum in Japan where it is a cult hit. It did not see a theatrical release in the country until March of 2019. Wow. Films that have been uh, based on or inspired by Shaun of the Dead include One of the Dead, Hyzian of the Dead, and Shed of the Dead. Um, well, I, and there's another one like called Shaun of the Sheep or something like that that I really? kept seeing on like Voodoo when I was looking up Shaun of the Dead. That was one of the other listings. Okay. Um, let's see here. There's some analysis about it. Um, I've kind of already covered some of those. It was actually nominated for several awards, but it won Best Screenplay for British Independent Film Awards. It won um, Peter Sellers Award for Comedy um, in the Evening Standard British Film Awards. It won Best British Film for the Empire Awards. And then it won Best Horror Film um at the Saturn Awards in 2005, and then it won Best Screenplay for the Bram Stoker Awards in 2005 as well. 
Um, best of listed appraisal in 2004 total film magazine named Shaun of the Dead, excuse me, the 49th greatest British film of all time. In 2006, it was rated as the third greatest comedy film of all time in the Channel 4 list of greatest 50, 50 greatest comedy films with only Monty Python's Life of Brian and Airplane ranked higher. In 2007, Stylus Magazine named it the ninth greatest zombie film ever made. In 2007, wow. Time named it as one of the 25 best horror films, calling the film spooky, silly, and smart, 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 and complimenting its director, Wright, who'd be a director to watch in any genre, plays world-class chess games with the camera and the viewer's expectations of what is supposed to happen in a scare film. Bloody Disgusting ranked the film second in their list of top 20 horror films of the decade, with an article saying Shaun of the Dead isn't just the best horror comedy of the decade, it's quite possibly the best horror comedy ever made. In 2009, in December 2009, now deemed Shaun of the Dead as the best film of the decade, in March 2011, the film was voted by BBC Radio 1 and BBC Radio 1 Extra listeners as their second favorite film of all time. It's a lot. Frank Darabont's The Shawshank Redemption came in first place. In 2008, Empire Magazine named it as one of the top 500 films for which a new release poster was made for the film. And in, well, that's kind of, that's like all these are like top three, top two, top one. (laughs) And then Empire's like top Mm. 500. (laughs) Um, You made the list. Yeah, congrats. You made the list. Uh, and in 2016, Empire ranked it sixth on their list of 100 best British films with their entry stating, it's a masterpiece right up there with Evil Dead 2 as one of the uh, finest horror comedies ever made. Here you go. George A. Romero saw the, uh, first saw the film after Wright called to ask what he thought. He watched it in a cinema in Florida by himself and then called them to give his approval. He was so impressed with Peg and Wright's work that he asked them to appear in cameos in um, 2005's Land of the Dead. Peg and Wright insisted on being zombies rather than the slightly more noticeable roles that they were originally offered. Um, uh, Peg and Frost reprised their roles in animation in the uh, Phineas and Ferb Halloween special Night of the Living Pharmacists in October 2014. Quentin Tarantino described the film as one of his top 20 favorite films made since 1992, specific, and horror novelist Tarantino. (laughs) Yeah, and horror novelist Stephen King described it as a 10 on the fun meter and destined to be a cult classic. It has a cult following, generally among millennial comedy and horror lovers alike. Holy moly. Guacamole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me take a sip of a beer here. Yeah, I did enjoy it quite a bit. I'm kind of glad I didn't watch it back in the day because I think I would have been like, yeah, it's fine and probably never watched it again. But now that I have, you know, more film and horror knowledge under my belt, it's like, I actually really liked it. I mean, there's more of an appreciation now. Yeah, and I mean, not all the comedy stuck with me and my list might be a bit controversial when we do the scorecard, but. I enjoyed it. Like, some of the scary moments in it were actually really creepy. Especially in the beginning. And once we actually get to talking about the movie, we'll I'll get into it more. Nice. Um, so, well, we got a small list of trivia here, so we will, I'll just read a few off. Um, when asked by an interviewer why they chose to have a film, 
um, why to have slow-moving zombies instead of running zombies, Simon Pegg simply replied, because death is not an energy drink. Um, so... Holy moly, holy moly. Um, so when Sean, Liz, David, Diane, and Barbara, and Ed run into the alternative gang as they make their way to the Winchester, there are quite a few comedy partnerships brought together again. Um, Simon Pegg and Je- Jessica Haynes as Tim and Daisy from Spaced, Lucy Davis and Martin Freeman, Don and Tim from The Office, uh, Dylan Moran and Tams and uh, Grieg, uh, Bernard and Fran from Black Books, and then Julia Deacon and Nick Frost are, of course, in space too, as Marsha and Mike, respectively. Um, so just when Sean is exiting the corner shop, which is turned to a radio station playing songs from Indian movies, the song stops and a newscaster begins speaking in Hindi. The content of the news, when translated into English, is the people are waking from their graves, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, all of the newsreaders and television presenters are real people portraying themselves. Um, almost all bit part characters can be seen later in the movie as zombies. I did notice that. Yeah, this is a weird one. Uh, Nick Frost allegedly Mm. kept his genital shave throughout the production to create a general need to scratch the character, the, the, the genuine need to scratch that the character demanded. So apparently that was a character trope to itch himself. That's quite a length to go. Yeah, <laughs> Instead I didn't of just even act- notice that was a thing. <laughs> just to keep acting. Um, so, do, 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 do. When Sean's girlfriend objects going out to the Winchester, he suggests a few other pubs, one of which is the Shepherds, which actually used to be Simon Pegg's local pub in Highgate until it closed and reopened, reopened as a theme bar. Um, the day of the zombie invasion, when Sean walks into the corner shop and doesn't notice zombies in the streets and all, and the corpses all over, the scene was shot in one long, unbroken take. Which I noticed that. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. So, the garden scenes were originally a lot longer, featuring a hanging man zombie and a woman being eaten by her own dog. Yikes. Wow. Um, yeah. So, uh, Sean walks past the sign for Weston Park, which is a street in Crouch End, London. The same locale is spaced and where Simon Pegg lives now. Hmm. Yeah, there's probably a, not a thing you want on the internet, but all probably, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably not. Um, so Sean's place of work is 4E Electric. Um, Ken Forey starred in Dawn of the Dead and had a cameo in Dawn of the Dead uh, remake, 1978 and 2004. Um, the original script called for Sean to beat Mary and the hulking zombie with a girl's bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, that'd have been funny to see. Um, the pajama zombie had his voice dubbed over by Simon Pegg. And that the pajama zombie was originally scripted to walk along the pole upon which it was impaled, which is why it is hanging off the end or hanging off the end when Diane is doing zombie lessons. I didn't even notice that. Um, Simon Pegg turned down a role in Dog Soldiers to do this movie. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. All the staff at the electronic store are chewing gum. 
All right, let's go ahead and get into the actual stuff here. Let me get okay. my notes pulled up. I think chewing uh, gum is about the lowest of the uh, <laughs> barrel we need to well, get dude, to. Well, <laughs> dude, that's the thing, man. A lot of those were really long, and I was sure. like, I'm just skimming. I'm just skimming. I wasn't... I know. Um, I didn't do a I'm whole familiar. lot there to... I, was, I wasn't as prepared for this go-around as I would have liked, but we're okay. Oops. So we'll pull up my notes here. Um, so before we actually dive into it, um, was there any other takes or anything that you wanted to kind of go off of before we kind of talk about the movie? No, I think I'm good to go. I can put everything in while we're going through here. Awesome. So, um, the movie kind of starts out there, you know, they're sitting in the pub and they're kind of going back and forth, you know, kind of a strained relationship and they're, they're talking and Liz is like, you know, it's not that I don't like you you know and then he's like oh not at all and then um it's his turn and then he looks he says not that i don't like liz and or i don't like um liz's friends and they're like oh you know none taken i'm like oh my god that's so awkward but it's like it's a situation that isn't uncommon it's no you know, there are a lot it of isn't one of those conversations it would probably be best to have in private yeah given where you're the like man comedy I really of it all don't. it really helps that <laughs> You're like, I really don't like your friends, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of jerks, as he looks right over at them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, one of the, the my favorite takeaways from the movie is the beginning. Um, when they're kind of doing the zombie opening credits, and it's doing the, you know, the kind of humdrummy music. Bump, 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 you know. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, okay. And um, it's kind of showing how people even though they're not zombies yet, act like zombies, like everybody just looks dead and they're lifting, mm-hmm. they're all looking at their phones at the same time. Yeah. Talk about foreshadowing for 2020, you know what I mean? Like, Kidding. it's what everybody <laughs> does now. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like how they do that and everyone's just like going through the motions and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so... I, I kind of liked the papers when he goes to the corner shop and he's mm-hmm. looking at the papers and, you know, it talks about mutilated remains and a super flu scare and all that kind of stuff. And it's like when you actually kind of hear that they um, didn't know about or how Wright didn't know about the uh, hand and foot thing or whatever happened that earlier yeah. or way earlier in the years. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> um, that. If he would have been watching the news or looking at the papers or just kind of being aware that um, would have seen it. Yeah, but I mean, that's. I think one of my favorite things about this movie is how subtle the illness is. And so you'll have someone on the bus who's coughing, someone in front of them who looks like they're about dead, mm-hmm. a bunch of people called into work sick. Like Sounds like my Sunday. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, even in the opening, you just see someone booking it down the street for no reason, and yeah. you don't follow them, you don't see a zombie chasing them, it's just someone's like, running ah. for yeah. their life, and you go, okay, that was weird. Yeah. I it, think it made me think, like, that's kind of what it would be like at first. Mm-hmm. Before it was like, oh, everybody's, you know, keyed in, and it's on the news and everything, it's just like, these random-ass things would be happening that yeah. seem normal, but they're actually very obvious signs it it made me think like i would love to show this movie to someone and not have them know it was a zombie movie like there's no way to do that but it would be really cool right how do you think your do you think your wife would like this movie yeah probably 
Do you think she's I, I, seen it? Or know of it? I was going to say... Cause she you knows could, of it. Okay, I was yeah. going to say, you could literally just not be like, here, close your eyes until we get going and then play it. And uh, like, ho- like, yeah, she's aware of it. Okay, I was gonna say that'd be. <laughs> and she was one. on the couch while I was watching it. She just oh. didn't watch it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I I'm kind of with you on that. It would be kind of curious to see what somebody's thoughts about this movie would be with not knowing what it is. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So, so watching Lo- uh, Sean kind of lead the work meeting, <laughs> mm-hmm. really kind of hits Got some home. Flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, I really kind of. Because I have to lead those similar kind of meetings in the morning, but instead of only being like five people, I have 30, 35, 40, however many we have or don't have at the time. But like I <laughs> I have so many of those. I don't remember his name now. The kid is like just fucks with him the whole time. Hmm. Yeah, like, you got red <laughs> on you. Uh, <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, Checking their phones. And, mm-hmm. Just not giving yeah. a shit, not paying attention. I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> and like spoiler alert it's kind of kind of funny when you know towards the end of the movie and you see that he's he's a zombie and it's like yeah. or no yeah he's working at the fuck like he's one of the working zombies isn't he mm-hmm. i think yeah. so yeah where they, they're like let's you like this is one of the only movies where they actually talk about the zombie apocalypse being very minimal and people coming back from it <laughs> and yeah. being like okay let's let's take these zombies and make them like free help mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's yeah, clever it, it is it and that's the thing it's like i i get it and it is very british i just was like i guess i was hoping for a more poignant serious ending obviously Fair. i'm in the wrong movie for that yeah i think and so i'm too. aware of that but it was just like okay this was very british <laughs> like okay we're gonna just like have them pushing shopping carts and we're gonna make a reality tv show of them <laughs> chasing people up a yeah. slip and slide and so, yeah um so the watching this movie now in the kind of the climate that we're in mm-hmm. it like when he's sitting on the bus and like you mentioned the guy behind him sneezes and you're just like ew I mean you think that anyway but now you're like oh get out of here with the coup what are you doing back there um so yeah the you know the weird guy in the park just like some of the tells that are starting to you know slowly mm-hmm. creep into the movie like okay this guy's out there trying to catch birds and that part was creepy that part like, was cool uh, as shit yeah i that might show up later because i mean it does it this movie does have genuine like horror moments and that's why i ended up liking it i think if it was all just wacky joke dope time i would be like that's fine wacky jokey jokersons out there yeah but it (laughs) actually had like some legit horror moments Mm -hmm. and it made me go okay like i could see myself actually watching this on my own again yeah which is always nice um let's see what else we got here so yeah he's on the bus he's getting sneezed on i heard that europe um, I got a buddy who recently moved to Germany and he was talking about how expensive it is for gasoline over there. And mm. a lot of that is to kind of encourage public transit. And mm. so like, it's not surprising seeing so many people take the bus, I guess even so far back. But like at the same time, you sneeze on the back of my head, you're going to catch a fucking boom. <laughs> you know, one of these <laughs> coming back at you. Now for those that couldn't see like Justin could, I threw a fucking backwards elbow. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of pathetic, but let's move on. Really? All, 
I'll show you how pathetic it is tomorrow. Better. Okay. The first one was like, Yeah. I'm also tired. My I have I, I have bad limbs. Um, so you know, like I we had kind of addressed earlier. Um, I don't know why my phone decided to split up relationship. I just noticed that <laughs> in my first note up there. I'm like, what's a relationship? <laughs> um, it's new. Yeah, it is new kind so, of boat. Um, you like in a way you kind of feel bad for Sean because he's just kind of so dopey, but at the same time it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, like you obviously look just as putts. Yeah, and that's like, the thing that bugged me about this, especially with Ed. It's like he's just a douchebag. Like I'm sure there are a ton of people like, oh, he's my boy, he's so cool. I was like, no, he's just a douchebag. Yeah, the whole I, movie <laughs> until he, the end. So, so Ed is kind of that asshole but he's your asshole like you grew up with him you're used to it it doesn't bother you as much as it would somebody else like everybody kind of has that person in their group where they're just like okay yeah okay you know um but yeah when they're sitting there in the beginning he's like can i get you on say uh, a beer and you're like wow (laughs) (laughs) your friend just called me the c word a hard c Mm -hmm. thanks bud (laughs) Swell guy. Um, so, you know, he is a putz. It's like, he obviously loves his, his girlfriend, but at the same time, it's like, why are you doing what you're doing? Because he, he's supposed to make a reservation. I'm going to take you to the place. Uh, well, it's full cheese. But he's like, I'm going to take you to the place that does the fish and this and that. And he's like, I'm really going to try. And then he completely fucking forgets. Yeah, within and, like five minutes. Right. And so he's like, he, he couldn't get the he couldn't get the he couldn't get the reservation and he's like uh we could go to the winchester click <laughs> like what did you expect was gonna yeah. happen when she literally the day before told you i'm tired of fucking coming here <laughs> <laughs> like i've asked you very very nicely like can we stop yeah. going to the winchester every single night i don't want to be the you know those people and then to suggest that the next day is like, what are you doing? <laughs> are you not well, thinking? That's, a, that's the thing. I mean, and with Ed and with everything, it's just like, yeah, I would like to feel bad for him, but he just does the he dumbest does it to things. Himself. He does it to yeah, himself. Yeah, and it's like, it's because he's likable, and that's the reason why you're like, oh, okay, I've done stupid shit. I can kind of relate to this. But yeah, and like seeing a, him in other stuff in Star Trek and shit, it's like I've always liked Simon Pegg, I so do. you want to root fan. for him, yep. but like <laughs> he's he just and Ed dope. are just such schmucks in he's this movie. He's just dope, and so he's like, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, he goes and buys a, uh, goes and buys um, his mom flowers, right? Mm-hmm. But then you know, world's best mom or whatever it is on the card, and then he goes and he's trying to kind of salvage what he can and they're like they're just sitting there on the end of, of the bed after dealing with fucking dick and diane whatever the mm-hmm. dude, i forgot the guy uh, david um and they're sitting there and she's just like he gives her the flowers and for a wonderful mum or whatever and he's like mm-hmm. oh fuck <laughs> and he's like <laughs> did it's you a, forget who you bought him for yeah and then he's like trying to <laughs> trying to save it and the thing is is like just watching how she acts towards it, like, dude, you had to have been fucking up for a legit amount of time to mm-hmm. have 
and I know it's not real, but to have a girlfriend who is that, I don't know if understanding is the word, but tolerant, who's literally mm-hmm. like, she's like, I like, just totally chill talking to him, just being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she dumps him anyway, but like yeah. the fact that she's just like, they're for your mama. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and then she just doesn't even react because it's like not surprising that he yeah. did that. <laughs> and it's just so f- done with his shit. Just like, fine, whatever. Right. Just, that's great. <laughs> and so he go, they, you know, he gets dumped. He leaves, he goes to the Winchester and they're, they're sitting there drinking. And even though Ed's a dick, he's, he's like that, that dude, that's all about you. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. like your own hype man. And like, he may not be the best influence, but he's definitely there to try to make you feel better, you know? So, like, he's a good friend. He may not be the best person, but, you know, he's there for you. And so they start playing, like, the jukebox starts playing, and it's playing If You Leave Me Now. Hmm. And he's like, fucking change it, as he's about to start crying. Um, You know, they get drunk, and they're doing their thing. They go back to the apartment, and, uh, yeah, so, yeah, zombies on the walk home. And this is another thing, like, so much like obviously if you, you wouldn't expect you wouldn't be looking out being like oh my god this guy's staggering it's you know middle yeah, of the night you, in london like it's not yeah. the first thing you think is like oh my god it's a zombie you well know? yeah and i mean they were loaded too and that's what's again you know it, it's so subtle mm-hmm. and so like the couple that was making out yeah, the but neck actually the, it's the neck one there by the door like you yeah expect it's to actually see a zombie eating someone else snap the head the back wall, and it's like <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah dude it's stuff like you would expect to see outside of a pub mm-hmm. um so yeah they get home and they're listening to electro and then fucking pete comes out and he's like it's fucking 4 a.m takes the record and throws it out he's like that's the first record i bought he's like get your fucking life together man <laughs> and it's it kind of sucks because pete is that guy who comes off like a super douche but it's just because he's got his shit kind of together like he's like dude he's a responsible person surrounded by jack wagons who (laughs) can't make it through a day i feel like you would be the pete yeah in the group yeah you'd be like get your shit together totally be the pete yeah like it's four in the morning i have to get up for work tomorrow i understand what you're going through but enough's enough you know, and honestly, like I'm, I'm in that weird point to where um, I'm kind of like a Pete, especially if you wake me up. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like, um, it'd be four a.m. I'd be getting up for work anyway. But like, Jesus Christ, must be fucking nice to be up yeah. drinking all night, and I got to go to work in an hour. You fucking mm-hmm. puds. Um, so they find out that Pete gets mugged on his way home, and he just gets mugged like. I don't even know if you really think about the fact that he got bit or I don't remember it being like a super, a lot of things they do in this movie are not like point. They don't point it out. Like, well, he has a bandage on his hand and he's like, yeah, one of them bit me. Oh, okay. So it's like he was, he wasn't mugged. He was attacked by, you know, zombies, but doesn't realize it because you wouldn't think of it. Yeah. And just shows, yeah, one of them bit me. Okay. So yeah, that's right. That's my bad. But in this movie, a lot of the, the little things that happen 
And I think the movie's better for it, that it's yeah. not like, hey, this is what's happening. Let me force it down your fucking face so you make sure that you get the reference. Yeah. Like, I wish nowadays people would give the viewer just a little bit more credit and under and realize that they're either going to pick it up or someone else is going to point it out. Like, yeah. they're overdoing it in these movies and movies are suffering for it. Um, yeah. So... Da, 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 da. The next day, um, it's kind of funny because uh, Sean is making his normal same morning walk, dead, not paying attention, walking to the store, and it's the exact same thing except for you notice the zombies in the background. Like he mm-hmm. slips on the blood on the on the ground. He yeah. there's the zombie or there's a the blood print on the on the cooler, cooler wall. Door. I think that you can see a zombie. The, like the zombie cashier in the background, but I, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it's just like, it's the same. Just, it's not. Like, if he mm-hmm. would just pay attention or look around. Well, and yeah, and if he wasn't, you know, hung over and just like zoning out there, to get his. I'm like, just pay whatever. attention. You're like, there's a reason why he's not. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I get it, but like, just kind of look up from the ground for a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, so, gets home, is changing the channels, like, from the stations. And, like, the thing that I love is that, like, everything lines up into the next. And I was going to try to take the notes to be, like, what each station said, leading in, basically talking about how they're in the middle of a zombie apocalypse and this, that, and the mm-hmm. other. But, coincidentally, every channel, st- like, completed the sentence. It's, it's yeah. so cool. Um kind of explaining what's going on. And so we have Mary in the backyard. They think she's drunk. Ed or Sean pushes her or she pushes Sean and Sean pushes her back. Um, Oh wait, she pushes Sean down and asks Ed to go get off. And he goes inside and gets the camera. <laughs> so she does shove him down and she's kind of like fucking on top of him. Yeah. And he's like, trying get, to her bite off, at him. get her off, get her off me. And then Ed runs inside and gets a camera to yeah. take a picture of it and it's like mm. god damn it ed they still haven't Ish. quite figured it out yet but the you know this leads to the back and forth with the records mm-hmm. which is i love that scene so much it was pretty funny there's a lot uh, of bands i didn't know but it was still funny same, same. Mm. so the you got red on your line happened to him so much starting at work when his red pen bled into his shirt, <laughs> which actually, if you, if um, any listeners are near the Pacific Northwest where we hail from, if you go to the Seattle museum of pop culture or whatever, um, mm-hmm. they have a horror exhibit. That's really? pretty. Yeah. I've, I've been to it once and I don't know if it's the same or if they've added or changed, but they actually have, um, they have a, a Shaun of the dead shirt in, in an exhibit and it's pretty it's pretty cool looking that's awesome it sounds like another podcast trip <laughs> mm. we need to start uh, getting some of that uh, money from yeah our listeners start, so we can yeah start funding our trips so we can do yeah. fun stuff for you <laughs> yeah we'll um, tell you all about it yeah we'll, we'll do we'll post we'll, pictures on facebook we'll vlog it whatever mm-hmm. um so everything starts to go on they go to pick up mom because philip was bit Philip is mm-hmm. the stepdad who is a wonderful stepdad. Yeah. But 
All things considered. All things considered. But Sean is is such a dick and just doesn't get it. And then doesn't realize until it's too late that like, God damn it, this dude has been fucking there for me for the last 17 years. And literally just wanted the best for him. And it's real sad. Um, So they go to pick up mom. Phillip's bit. Philip gets bit in the neck again before heading to Liz. It's kind of sad because not only does that happen, but Liz and Sean have been together three years. And this is another one of her complaints. Liz and mom finally meet. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, how do you keep your girlfriend away from your mom for three years? Yeah. That's a feat in itself. Um, So, you know, we have the Philip and Sean moment. It's super sad. And then... um, (laughs) They're playing loud ass music in Phillips um, Jaguar, and mm-hmm. <laughs> Sean looks to his mom. He's like, "There's nothing you love left in that car." As Philip <laughs> turns over, or reaches in and turns down the radio and just stares at him, <laughs> and it's like, "Oh my god, that's perfect." That was uh, pretty funny, but I did. It was a good moment. Like, it, I almost wish they hadn't ruined it with the, the comedy. Because I mean, yeah, it was a great moment. Like, it was really funny, but. Yeah. That kind of humanizing of Sean where it's like, he's not a complete piece of shit. He is trying to look out for his mom and keep her safe and yeah. help her realize what's going on. But it's still <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um, so then we have the um, the group interaction that I talked about earlier with mm-hmm. Yvonne and her friends. Um, so they de- they decide, you know... We're going to hole up at the Winchester. So they start to make their way there. But Diane being the failed actress, I put in quotes, Mm -hmm. um, is giving lessons to try to teach them how to act like zombies and walk like zombies. And surprisingly, it's not like Walking Dead. It actually works. They're not paying attention. There's Mm -hmm. no tells as long as you're, uh, you know, acting like a zombie. They're not, they don't pay attention. I feel like that's in something else too. I can't put my finger on it. It probably is, but it's like, I think Walking Dead is one of the only ones that actually covers the fact that they either smell you or they can yeah. sense you in that sense to where they have to cover cover themselves in rotten flesh to kind of cover that up. Yeah, um, the freshness. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that they're not rotten and decayed. Um, yeah. So, Sean causes a, a distraction to get the zombies away so they can get inside the Winchester, which is a backfire later. Um, mm-hmm. of course, Ed puts a quid into the slot machine and all the zombies outside heard it. Um, yeah. and then, uh, John sneaks uh, up on them, uh, which is the, the barkeep the owner. Yeah. Yeah. He pops up. Um, so Ed kill the queen. I love that when it was playing, don't stop me now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Ed kill the queen. I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. And then they try to kill the owner with the ju- with, with the pool of sticks and kill and kill him with the jukebox. Like I said, I mean that's it's a, a great scene. I love the song. I love mm-hmm. Queen anyway. Yeah. It was just like after the third or fourth hit with the pool cue, it's like okay, it's not doing anything. No, like, it's not. Let's just... break the cue and stab him in the head or something. Yeah, yeah. That's um, what I was waiting for. Is someone to go, okay, fuck this, mm-hmm. smashes it against the wall just or something. Ah. Sh- and- <laughs> Shanks um, in the eye. So, mom gets bit. That's super sad, too, because it's just like, mm-hmm. damn, all this shit's happening all at once. Um, I wrote David as a twat, because he is. Yeah. He is just a douche, and it's like, 
everybody knows that he's in love with Liz. Right. But he thinks he he's just so, won't admit it. Yeah, he thinks he's so clever that he's like, oh, how, no. Like, yes, even your best friend knows. She's like, yes, you are. Like, <laughs> we all then, know. Yeah. That's the th- what's kind of sucks is like, I, I start to be like, yeah, David is right at first because, you know, Sean is a douchebag and why are we following this putz who can't rub two sticks together and mm-hmm. have him be our leader? But then he just goes off on, you know, off the rails and starts being a complete jerk to the point where you do want him to die. Yeah. Um, and then he does. And then he does. Um, yeah, I feel like we're going to have some um, some ver- some uh, differing answers on our scorecard, which would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, so we... Sorry, here typing something real fast. Um, so that's the thing, though. Like, I wrote, I put down, could you pull the trigger on your mom? Like, if your mom turns into a zombie and you know it's gonna happen, like, could you do that? That's a real tough question to ask because it's like it is tough. I you, mean, if she had already died, mm-hmm. maybe. It's not like you know I'd enjoy it or anything, but it's one of those like if she's already dead quote-unquote then fine maybe yeah but like someone it's else still, could have and should have done it yeah exactly and that like i can be like i i get the idea of being like it's my mom i should do it but at the same time yeah. I'm like fucking hell but then that's the other thing though is like he's stopping other people from doing it too and it's like okay well, you have to pick one mm-hmm. i get you not wanting to do it yourself but like we're surrounded by what happens if you don't yeah. You were more than willing to let Philip rot in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I know you didn't like him, but still. Like, it was one of those kind of stupid guy in a movie moments where it's like, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Thankfully, uh, no one got like attacked by her and bitten. Yeah. But still. You know, speaking of um, getting bit, so Ed does get bit by Pete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's just like, fuck. He gets his revenge because he's like, fuck Ed. Like, the mm. whole movie is like, yeah. grow up and this and that. Um, and so... I was surprised. I didn't think... Like, I figured it'd be the two of them riding off into the sunset together. Yeah. And everyone else would pay the price for it. But... Sorry. Opie. Yes. <laughs> um, so... They go down. They they go to escape from the cellar. Um, Ed's bit. He's kind of sitting down there, and he kind of comes to this realization. He's like, you know, I've been a shit, yeah. and it's always it's sad. The one redeeming moment where yep. you go, okay, he's like, he get out of here, and like just that scene. Like he nails the whole, I'm dying, get out of mm-hmm. here, and I I got your back kind of thing. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Ed, get and it. That's the thing, and that that was the point where I was like, okay. I don't hate you as much as I well, did the rest of this movie. Outside, looking, you're not outside looking in, it would be difficult to like Ed because he's he just sucks. But like, yeah. if he's your best friend and you spend as much time, like you just kind of come to accept the fact that he's just kind of worthless, oh, yeah. and he's you know what I mean. Like, it's just like I've had and have friends that are douchebags, and you just kind of go tolerate. Yeah. 
Thanks. I appreciate the roundabout way you went about that. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) They're just complete jerks and you deal with it because you don't really have a a choice in the matter and you just, you know. Yeah, you do. I suppose I should, but you know. He's like, well, thank you. He's like, thanks for uh, (laughs) being here for our last episode. We surprisingly made it over two years and we're done. We, We made it 25 months in. <laughs> Not too bad. Not bad at all, man. Uh, I I mean I I never didn't think we would get there, but so nice. they go to escape. Uh, they get out through the cellar, uh, and then boom, Calvary shows up. Just the thing about it is, is like just spraying and just shooting, and it's like I know it's a bunch of zombies, but like. Maybe take a little bit of a fucking da 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 more approach. You know what I mean? Like, I suppose. Yeah, like pick and they, choose a bit. Yeah, but I mean, they already stated on the news that it takes, you know, impaling the brain, hitting the brain. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to stop him. You think that the military train turn yeah, the fu- turn the full o- yeah turn the full auto off, turn on single round or burst at least maybe. Brr, Triple shot, like you only need one, but um, a that's little... not as exciting, Brandon. God, I get it, but this is also British. It's not an American movie, true. Where, where we don't need to go in guns blazing. <laughs> um, so they pop into the garden for he, he he's living with Liz. Everything's all good and nice, and the apartment looks great. And it's not mm-hmm. the same as it was when it was the bachelor pad. And then he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna pop into the garden for a minute." And she's like, "Go ahead, then." And then Ed's a zombie, and, you know, they have their moment. They're sitting in there, and they play video games together. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they, Ed, don't bite me. Ed, don't bite me. <laughs> and, then they, <laughs> and then they end on, you know, they show all the, the stuff that happens post and all your mm. favorite stuff. And yeah. that there, my friends, is Shaun of the Dead in a nice little nutshell where we spent more time talking about everything else of the movie than itself so yeah. there's a lot of notes on this one a lot of there was productions a lot of, um, yeah. a lot of accolades mm-hmm. so um shall we dive into the scorecard we shall okay so for my best killer scare this was kind of kind of difficult just because i'm trying to remember all the different kills mm-hmm. and um i kind of want to say i think I would go with um, Phillips double dip. Like I know you're gonna go with a scare mm-hmm. or a creepy, mm-hmm. but I do like you know you kind of get the neck bite and all that kind of stuff. You're yeah. just like, Ugh, okay, you know it's not the grossest moment. No, but I also need to pick something different for and our I grossest can't. moment. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what's your, well, what's your best scare? Oh, well, go ahead. Sorry. Well, that's the thing. I, there was nothing in this as far as zombie kills where I was like, oh, that's really clever or stands out. Like, it was all just, it was good. You know, I'm not shitting on it or anything, but there was right. nothing that stood out and made me go, oh, my God, they oh. did that. Yeah. So, sure. I, of course, I did go with the scare, and it was the old man eating the pigeons. Yeah. It's It was creepy, creepy as shit. It's unsettling. Yeah, I, it, he just looks like some regular old guy. And he, dude. <laughs> just yeah, chilling, and he just yeah. bends down, picks up a bird, and starts eating. And you go, oh my god! Like, and just the way it's shot through the window and everything. Yep. The only thing I didn't like is that he just like disappears. Yeah, 
It's like that was kind of dumb. It's like, right, where'd he go? Batman. He's a zombie. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It uh, wasn't an illusion. Like he was there. Yeah, he was. But. Um. So my most wanted to die was David. Um. Sure. I've had, I've had friends like that where they're just real shitty. They don't keep it a secret that they're they either want what you have or they're going after it or whatever, and it's just mm-hmm. like. It's not that anybody deserves to die, but for the sake of this, yeah, David, you're a piece of shit, and you're lucky I wasn't in that movie. <laughs> I would have pushed you out that window. I would have. Well, uh, my my unpopular choice is Ed. I knew it was. I know everybody you did. Son of a yeah, everybody <laughs> listening was like, douchebag. we get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, even in that case, you could probably have made an argument for Sean if you're going to use that logic. Yeah, but I mean, he's the hero of the movie, and like I picked Ed before I knew what was going to happen to him. Right? You're like, it's not called Ed of the Dead. It could have been. It could have been. Well, like I said, I assumed they'd be riding off into the sunset together, and everyone else would pay the price. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that being like, get fucked. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So my grossest moment was um, your most wanted to live. Duh. Oh, obviously, my most wanted to live was Ed. <laughs> I said we we're gonna have Fair. differs here. I knew, yeah. yeah. Everybody knew that. Um, what was yours, Liz? But she I didn't did. know if she would live or die. Oh, fair. Like I, like the whole movie I was like, this is the one person in this entire movie that who's deserves rational and doing the right thing at all times. Yep. They don't deserve to be. Eaten. Well, and even with that, you you could have said um, even Philip. Philip deserves to live. Like he was just a stepdad yeah. who had a piece of shit stepson. Yeah. You know, acted like a brat. Um, mm. So, my grossest moment was Ed getting ripped... Not, not Ed, sorry. David getting David. ripped in half outside the window. Me too. Nice. I mean, it has to be. I, I mean, that's I, the, That was their money shot where they was. spent all the big bucks. Yeah, I couldn't have David be every single one of my fucking <laughs> things on the scorecard here. Um, Wouldn't so, be the first time. So, my dumbest moment isn't so much a dumb movie a dumb scene in the movie but mm. just a dumb moment in the movie and it's so they're trying to go unnoticed they're trying to be quiet they're trying not to be seen whatever going to the mm. pub and then ed starts playing slots yeah and then wins it's all ding 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 ding, like all that and they're like mm. what are you doing you're in an apocalypse yeah <coughs> And so, yeah, that was mine. Uh, what was yours? I didn't have one, but I'll take yours. Um, <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing that, you know, the, the dumbest moment category was kind of created with old school horror movies in mind where people are just stupid for the sake of being stupid or they do something so ridiculous and campy, it's worth pointing out and laughing at it. Yeah. But in this, there was like there was nothing that really stood out to me aside from you mentioning the jukebox thing, where it's like this is just unnecessary mm-hmm. to be doing this right now. I agree. So there you go. So boom, that's it. Um. So my I didn't have a special category, but we do have the will my wife watch it, mm-hmm. and she didn't, but she probably would. Yeah, that's kind of where mine is. Mine walked in towards the end of the movie and just laid on the couch. But I think, I mean, she was a Walking Dead fan. Yeah. Even longer than I was. 
my so, wife too. Yeah, she still yeah. watches it, and I'm like, why? wow, that's impressive. Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not exactly picky people over here, Justin. Yeah, yeah, uh, I t- ditched that show very quickly. Yeah, I ditched it a while back as well. So yeah, that dude, that's uh, Shaun of the Dead. Um, if you haven't well, seen this movie, I really hope that you stopped and came back. Um, if it inspired you to go and watch it, I hope so too. Yeah. Um, that's really all we have for it. Mm-hmm. And so we will now talk about what our next episode will be. And uh, it'll kind of be a, a, we can kind of riff and go in different directions or, you know, who knows what actual direction it'll take. Mm-hmm. But the premise of that episode will be our zombie survival plan. And so what that'll mean is, is we will both talk about if we looked outside and we saw, we saw zombies, what we would do right now. And then we'll just kind of BS about zombies. And so um, until then, we, of course, as always, want to thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, Without you guys, there is no show. So we appreciate you um, very much. Um, If you haven't already, please go like, rate, subscribe, review, all the fun stuff that helps get us noticed. Um, And it's just nice to hear from you guys. Like that guy, I don't remember his name, from London, Mm -hmm. that said that he found us and started listening. Yeah, like, that's awesome. That yeah. inspires us to want to keep going. Right. Um, so. And like, there's ways to support without the financials. Like we joke all the time about like, give us money so we can do fun stuff. But like, it, we don't, it's obviously, it would be cool, but it's not what we, it's not what we're, we're not money motivated, obviously. So yeah, the best way to support us is to like and to share and to let people know and word to spread of mouth. the word. Yeah, spread the you good know, word. Get get the show out there and get us some uh, new listeners. Yeah, um, definitely tell a friend. If you got if you got a buddy that you're like, man, I they love horror movies. Like more often than, than not, I'll come up to, oh, like someone will be like, oh man, I had no idea you did a horror show. That's so yeah. awesome. Like, yeah, I've been doing it for over two years now i fucking told you this already yeah i put it on your phone just listen to it do you not pay attention to social media good god um but yeah until then you can find us on facebook we have a page we got a group pot and gore podcast we'd love to have you in the group um we just ask that you fill out the simple questionnaire and let us know that you're a real person to so we can keep the group genuine like i would rather have 500 people in there that talk than have 5,000 people in there that it's all spam and bullshit and so um, you can find us on there we're on Instagram and Twitter at gore underscore pod um, you can find us on the slasher app we have a discord if you guys are discord people and you don't know how to join in hit us up email us um, I can post that stuff on social media anywhere you want it um, it's kind of a dead zone no pun intended so um yeah, there's the pod and gore at gmail.com. There's and there's an endless way of communicating with us. It's real yeah. easy. We'd love to talk to you. Hell, if we get enough people that want to talk, we could even do a live Q and A, a live yeah, sit down, all sorts of shit to do. We just need you. And so yeah. until next time, when we talk about our zombie survival plans, I've been your host, Justin. And I've been Brandon. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.